Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And Sarah's again recording very late in the evening. And she has a sick child. So (laughs) big thanks for you to be here being here. (laughs) No, thank you guys. And I'm gonna apologize in advance because I sound gross. I'm not a sexy raspy voice, just a nasally congested rough voice um and I've already warned Katie I was like if I go on mute it's because I'm coughing um so sorry everyone you might hear an accidental cough in your ear every now and then but better to have you here than not so (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you and I don't have any announcements do you have anything I don't, other than I just want to give a little shout out, <clears throat> I'm already coughing, to my lovely colleague. He knew I was sick today, and I was like, oh, I'm not feeling well, and my poor baby is like throwing up and just not having not having a good day the past two days, and y'all, he ordered Starbucks to be delivered to my house. That is so, so that nice. I feel better. And I that just made my day. It was the nicest, most considerate, thoughtful thing. I, and he even said, he goes, oh, because I know you mentioned you like Starbucks on your podcast. Oh, that is really <laughs> sweet. So anyway, what, shout out. What did he order? What was the order? Oh, my God. He ordered so many delicious things. Like, I was overwhelmed by the generosity. He got me this, like, almond biscotti latte which was so yummy um and then in the uk they have what's called toasties which are basically a grilled cheese Um, oh right yeah yeah um and then so you got me like a yummy cheese toasty and some ginger biscuits not cookies um (laughs) and a chocolate chip cookie and an herbal tea herbal oh my goodness that is so thoughtful shout out coworker, colleague yeah I'm not sure if you want me to name you, so I'm not going to just in case you're like, whoa, 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 don't name me. But you know who you are and much appreciated. I felt like, yeah, you don't have to be Mormon to be nice, guys. No, no, no way. Even though that's what we were taught, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We were taught we were the elite and better than others. But turns out there's a lot of great people in the world. And no Mormon would order you Starbucks, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for damn sure. They would never yeah. order Starbucks at all. Oh, well, that is heartwarming. <laughs> yes. So for today's episode, I found just these excellent stories on the ex-Mormon subreddit <gasps> that are all embarrassing or cringeworthy Mormon stories, people telling about things they did when they were Mormon or things that they saw other Mormons doing. And I, there are just so many, I just grabbed some of them and I, I want to share them with you. And the ones that have a username attached, I'll give credit there, but a lot of them are anonymous or their usernames were deleted. But I was cracking up at some of these and I couldn't wait to share them with you. And then here's your homework, Sarah. You're going to have to tell us, and I'll share one too, uh, something, a cringy moment from when we were Mormon at the end. Oh my God, (laughs) there's so many. I have no idea how to even pick. 
know. Um, I'm super excited about this. So some background on on background context. So Katie knew I was not feeling well and was stressed AF with this. And it is my turn to do the 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 topic this week. And lovely Katie, as usual, was like, "Look, I got it. I have some time." To, to spare that I can help you out. So thank you for stepping up and doing the topic. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I got this message that I woke up to. I saw it in the middle of the night that was like, oh, my God, I found it. And it's so good. Like, <laughs> it's so good. So I am super excited about this. Oh, I, I hope that you love this as much as I did. I can't wait to get your reaction. <laughs> it always Okay, this first one does not have a username, but it says, Once upon a time, in a desert not far from here, it was Saturday evening of a general conference weekend. A small group of young single adults had hung out at my house, and then all but one went home. I'll call him Harry. He was in preparation stages of his mission at the time. So Harry is 18. He's hanging out with me, an 18-year-old female, and my sister, who's 20. When my brother, who's 15 at the time, comes out of the bathroom without his shirt on, my brother asks my sister to pop the zits on his back, (laughs) which already I was giggling. Um, I can't say I've ever popped a zit off of my brother's back, but I mean, maybe if he needed a hand. Oh, I've done that so many times growing up. Oh, you have? Okay. Okay. Definitely. (laughs) Um, as she's popping them, Harry asks if she'll pop his back zits next. <laughs> so, yeah. So she pops his back zits and then she goes to bed. Harry hung out for a few more minutes, but was quiet and seemed distracted. Then he went home. The next morning, I went alone to the church to watch General Conference. I sat next to my friend, I'll call him Judd, and soon after, Harry and his family came in. Harry came over to Judd and me and asked if he could sit with us. Throughout the entire morning session, Harry kept his head in his hands and was swaying a bit. <laughs> after, after the session, I jokingly asked him if he was drunk. He looked me dead in the eye and said, yes, I'm drunk off your sister's love. <laughs> and then he went into detail about how her sensual touch while popping his back sits made him swoon. and it doesn't end here cringe number two came a few days later harry yeah harry had a mission interview with the stake president the stake president asked him if there was anything else they needed to discuss no said harry so the stake president shook his hand and sent him on his way Except when Harry got out to his mom's broken down van, it wouldn't start. And he thought, could this be a sign? Yes. So Harry went back inside and told the stake president that there was something they needed to discuss. And Harry proceeded to tell his poor stake president about how my sister's sensual back zip popping turned him on. (laughs) (laughs) This is wild. This is like borderline fetish area which i you know to each their own no judgment there but like this is crazy i can't believe this actually happened it just ended with poor touch starved mormon teens i was dying laughing like wow (laughs) you are so horny that 
someone popping your back sits gives you a boner. Oh, <laughs> and then you feel guilty about it. Imagine being that state president and hearing him describe this. What, what would you even say? I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. I would be cracking up the whole time. Like, oh, my word. <laughs> And forevermore, that guy, Harry, probably met and married a woman and, like, has, probably does have a back zip popping fetish because he remembers. (laughs) Definitely. Like, there's no way he doesn't have some type Uh, of, like, correlation with back popping zipped. Which, Uh, no shade. Don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but, um... I think that just goes to show how, yeah, deprived Mormon Mormons in general are. <laughs> so, I just, sorry, I feel like I'm in a bit of shock. I'm trying to imagine how this conversation would even go. Like, also uh, imagine, like you said that you. When you were growing up, you popped your brother's back sits. Imagine if there was just a random dude. At your house, <laughs> he was like, "Hey, can I get in on that next?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how? I mean, it's again, no offense to anyone who's into that, but it's like a gross thing. Like I will admit it. Like now, as an adult, I'm like, "That's pretty disgusting." That I just popped my brother's zits all the time and was like, "Oh yeah, that's normal." It's gross. <laughs> and then to do it to a stranger, like no. No, oh, <laughs> I'm drunk off your sister's love. Okay. <laughs> but also I imagine if anyone came to my brother and said that, they would be like, what the fuck? Like, like... what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. The next one is also not, doesn't have a username. It says, we had a family cheer. We said every night after family prayer and scriptures, we would all put our hands in the middle and cheer. Heaven, heaven, that's our goal. (laughs) I'm just assuming that's how it sounded. It was quite embarrassing once we became teens and had friends over, but the parents still persisted. Like, this seems like something that would be in a parody, like an SNL skit about a really religious family. (laughs) Yeah, like, imagine, (laughs) and I can't imagine it, like, going to a Mormon friend's house and their parents doing, or, like, their whole family doing that, I would be, like, I need to go home, even as a Mormon. Heaven, heaven, that's our goal. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's giving me, me like, South Park vibes, like, from Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, that family, that Mormon family, how they would bake Rice Krispie treats and spend all that time (laughs) together and... Randy Marsh was like, what the fuck's wrong with them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Next one from username Kier Nix. I think that's how you say it. There was a time in high school where I invited my best friend who I was in love with to seminary every single morning. Mm. He never came. And then he insulted me by saying I was naive to believe it. So I smacked him across the face. (gasps) The only time I've actually ever hit someone. And then I felt so bad, I immediately chased him down and hugged him, even though he was pissed, understandably. I told him I would never do that again, and to make it up to him, I invited him to the sweetheart stance, where he then met his girlfriend, which broke my heart. Oh! 
That's like a roller coaster of emotions in that short little copy. I know. Like, I don't... From like, yeah, a conversation to a punch in the face and then. And then a hug and then a and dance then a and then a. He another girl. Yeah. I, uh, I found it so interesting and relatable that you get this person got so worked up because their friend and love interest had insulted the church that they got physically yeah. violent. I found that so fascinating. Yeah. Especially when the church teaches, you know, you shouldn't ever hit anyone. And then it was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm defending the church. I'm so upset that I'm going to, my instinct is to slap you. Wow. I mean, I never got physical with anyone, but I do remember if anyone would question the church or like tease and especially like family or friends who weren't Mormon, if they would, it really triggered me. Like I would get really angry, like irrationally angry. Like, I mean, like yelling and screaming at some of my family or friends because they were like joking about the church. Like even just like little jokes that were innocent, I just would fly off the handle. Yeah. And I guess, so we, that's how we can really understand where our trolls come from because we used to have those feelings too yeah, yeah. of complete you you feel so insulted it's, yeah because it's part of your identity right yeah and it's, it's more insulting for I think Mormons who who know like if it's coming from an, a fellow ex-Mormon because it's like you know it's true and like you know the quote-unquote sacred things and you're doing this like it's so so wrong you know what I mean like it just right. that even more mm-hmm. Ugh, sorry Mormons but we're not stopping <laughs> yeah <not laughs> okay this one's from someone at username under anesthesia and it just says my companion would stick pass along cards in tip jars and this so you know how Mormon the Mormon missionaries have their little cards, their reference cards to, to give out when they're proselytizing. Yeah. Um, my fiance would tell me that uh, when he used to work in restaurants while he was going through college, a lot of times he would get these these little cards instead of a tip from Mormons and Mormon families. And yeah. as we know in the states, if you're a, if you're a server, you're working for tips. The restaurants don't really pay. And he was always so annoyed at that. And I think that's so shitty. I think that's really shitty. Like, it'd be different if they gave him a tip plus the card. Like, the card yeah. is still annoying no matter what. Right. Um, And just, like, crosses so many personal boundaries and just, I find, really fucking annoying. But to, to not leave a tip and just that, it's like, fuck off. That's so insulting. And yeah. just... I'm, I'm glad I never did anything like that, at least. Well, <laughs> wait, one thing. my story, Katie Duncan. <laughs> I don't have that one. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, what I haven't heard of her as well. <laughs> okay, from the username Pele L, which I think is interesting because, I, well, I think it's um, amusing because they spell it P-E-L-E dash L, but you know how they say Pele L in the temple? Anyway, clever, uh, clever yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. So um, it says, within an hour of being home from my mission, I instigated a session of hymn singing with my immediate family in our living room. It was over three hymns, and I can still remember how weirded out my family was. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining my family, and if my brother had done this when he came home, I would have been like, what is happening? Oh, <laughs> We're my- just singing hymns in the living room now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and then they also have another one that says... I wrote a scathing letter to my grandparents while on the mission field. I basically rebuked them for not being active enough. I hope they burned the letter, but in it, I said something very close to, how could you be out here? How can I be out here being a literal disciple of Christ and devoting all my time and you can't even go to church on Sunday? (gasps) And then he says, Jesus tap tap dancing Christ. I need to go apologize to them. Yikes. That is that's bad. Oh, and for your grandparents. They're like I just think of my grandparents who are like the sweetest little things. Like I would oh, that's so sad. And especially because they were they were Mormon, they just didn't go to church every single week. <laughs> yeah. Like oh the the things the church does to your brain when you think yeah. that you're better than okay. This one just made me cackle i made a public showing of walking out of the movie the wedding singer (laughs) i walked out because of the language i really embarrassed my girlfriend and my friends who were with me ugh i love the wedding singer oh i love it and I know we're not sharing our stories yet i have a separate one but this does remind me of a really embarrassing story that I have the same thing I walked out of a movie which movie was it so I was on this date with that um, Mormon guy I think I've, I've talked about him before the one that like did set, compared me to like oh it was practice in the small oh day. Like, yes before got to so for those of you who don't know go back to really old episodes I cover him in the beginning um fucked up my head for a while but anyways I was on a date with him and then <clears throat> my best friend and her boyfriend at the time who were not Mormons and we went to a dollar theater in Valdosta, Georgia. Oh and my gosh. Couples retreat with Vince Vaughn. Oh uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's rated PG-13 so I was like oh that's fine it's PG-13. And then we were watching the movie and I can't remember the exact scene but obviously it was something with like sex like some type of sexual I don't even know, reference, maybe it was about masturbation. It was something in there that made two sexually repressed people in the Mormon church very uncomfortable. So we were like, we're going to walk out because I guess there was more than one scene with basically (laughs) being quote unquote inappropriate. So we were like, we're going to leave. And we left the movies, went back into the parking lot and just sat in my Jeep until the movie like finished. And then my friend and her boyfriend came back out and we're like, "Uh, Oh my God. What did your, what did your friend say? Well, of course she was too polite at that time to ever say anything. It was just like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It wasn't that good of a movie anyway. And and then later she was just like, girl, that was weird. And just like, Come on. Like, That's one of the many weird Mormon things that, that you did. And I was like, what? Exactly. Okay. She has like the longest list because she's known me since I was like five and has never been Mormon. So she's like, yeah, I've been dying for you to leave the church so I could finally talk about that weird shit you've done your whole life. And like, 
so many examples that she has where I'm like, oh, it's so cringy. But that one, I remember just being like so self-righteous where I was like to the guy I was saying that time, like, yeah, we're just like so righteous. Like we're such a good example because we left the movie. We're keeping the Holy Ghost with us when everyone else is probably looking at you like, what? What's their deal? Exactly. And we thought we were doing missionary work. That's the most cringy part. We're like, our examples is like another way of missionary work. And I'm sure we left like a good example on your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, she's just like, don't mind her. She's just my, she's my best friend, but she has these weird Mormon quirks. I don't know. (laughs) It's like no, no good example or good impression left on them. They were just like, you fucking weirdo. It's a PG 13 movie (laughs) that's just talking about normal shit. (laughs) The, the real question is, have you ever gone back and watched Couples Retreat? I have a not. cinematic treasure, which is Couples Retreat. No, I don't. I, I like it because I like Vince Vaughn, but um, it's not like it's yeah. amazing. I, I haven't, but now I feel like I need to. I definitely need to watch it. I need to finish it. Um, I think what you should do. Here, I'm giving you more homework. <laughs> I think what you should do is go watch it. You could watch it with Greg or whatever. And I want you to look out for the part or like what you think was the trigger that made you and him leave the theater because oh I think God, that I would have to that would bring me so much joy to know the scene or the joke or whatever that like tipped you over the edge where you were like no more no more <laughs> I cannot do it anymore my precious Mormon ears and my eyes precious, the Holy Ghost is offended <laughs> Exactly. I will definitely have to watch it and report back. But have you also noticed that, like, since leaving the Mormon church, like, if you watch movies and shows that, like, have the F word a lot and they swear a lot, and, like, in the beginning, it really, it made me so uncomfortable and I couldn't really watch them. And now, like, I forget that they're there. So, like, if I'm watching it with my mom or someone else, like, I have to be like, oh shit yeah that that's quite offensive to other people who have like left the church whereas now it's just normal like it's just it doesn't faze me absolutely and that was such a weird phase to go through where I wasn't religious I didn't believe in any of it anymore but you would you were so programmed to think that those things were evil and harmful that it would still make me like tense up and feel very uncomfortable. And now I barely even notice to the point where if um, a Mormon friend or family member of mine asked me, so what are you watching lately or watch anything good? And lately I've been watching True Detective. And my my sweet Mormon mother asked me just the other day, like, what should I watch? Watch anything good? And I almost said watch True Detective. But then I was like, Oh no, that she's not gonna like that. <laughs> that has a lot of swearing and cuss words and, and sexual stuff and violence. They don't yeah, like it. yeah. So I, I definitely have. It's, it's cool to see that we have become deprogrammed, if that's what you could call it, from, from automatically being afraid of just words. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. This one says. Um, there was a time I told my best friend that we would be in different heavens unless she changed. I even cried barf. I was 12. (gasps) That'd be like like you telling your best friend (laughs) that you grew up with. Yeah. Like this is honestly, oh man, this is giving me major. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure she and I both had, well, 
to be fair, I think I would say that shit to her, but also she had the same sentiment to me. Like in her mind, she was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this Mormon bitch is definitely going to hell. Because <laughs> she grew up, um, I don't think it was Baptist, it was like non-denomination. So like for her, it was like, oh yeah, Mormons, like, yeah, they're yeah. just batshit crazy. <laughs> so I think we both just were like, we're best friends, but in our minds, we both were like, well, she's not getting into heaven. <laughs> Yeah, for you're her. like, she's just going to go to that lower level with Hitler, and then she's thinking of you. She's just going to burn in the fiery pits of hell. Oh, well, let's play jump rope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, this is from username Jurassic Park 6. Um, <clears throat> says, I told my Nevermo friends in high school that environmental issues didn't matter because Christ was coming soon and would fix everything. I wish I could apologize to each of them individually for my ass hattery. Oh, I feel like this is common among Mormons because they don't, there's not a lot of environmentalism because you're taught that this is the last generation and Christ is coming back. There's going to be the second coming. So I mean, I never explicitly said those words, but I think my, the sentiment was there. Like, I don't think I ever vocalized like that's, that's what I'm thinking. But I yeah. know that a lot of my thought process was, yeah, like, what's the point? Like, God, you know, Christ is just going to come before the earth's destroyed anyway. So oh, that is just, that's a, <laughs> that's a heavy cringe that we both had at one time. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Back in my freshman year of high school in Idaho, a fellow Mormon and I were at school talking about seminary or something. I don't remember what specifically. And a non-member friend overheard us. He was confused at the topic and didn't understand what we were saying. Jokingly, I turned to the other Mormon kid and said, he will never such happiness know, paraphrased from the hymn, we thank thee, O God, for a prophet. Oh, that thing wins. I think that is one of the cringiest things to ever Yeah, they say. said that is my ultimate cringe story, personally. I just can't. Oh, my God. Just imagine. And also, that non-member friend is confused because the Mormon church is confusing and weird. Exactly. <laughs> like, I would just be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, what? And then the person goes... He will never such happiness know. And then the person's just like, okay, I'm leaving now. I gotta go. Be like, is she doing Yoda impersonation? Like, what's happening? I'm confused. What is going on? Uh, Okay. Next one is from username Emma Nunn. A few months ago, my sister and I asked our brother if he'd seen the show Modern Family. He said no and that he hated that show. My sister, who's a progressive Mormon, asked, j- jokingly asked, is it because there's a gay couple in it? And my brother responded, no, but he hated it because it implied that family structures have changed and that the traditional family is no more. Like, my dude, first of all, take it easy. It's just a TV show. Second of all, you sound like you're implying any family without a penis holder is not a family. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, so cringy because you can tell that's obviously why he doesn't like it, which that is so cringe for that person. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's so common in the Mormon church. And mm-hmm. they might not, you know, like the Mormon dudes might not ever say that out loud. This guy is just exceptionally ballsy to say that kind of shit. Um, but they're all, not all of them, but most of them are thinking it. 
But yeah, the homophobia is intense in the church. Um, Yeah. yeah. Okay. This one says, we were studying the different senses and we were on the sense of taste. We had to dip a toothpick into different things to try it and see if it was sweet, sour, bitter, or salty. So I'm guessing this was at like in elementary school, right? Mm. The the bitter flavor was coffee. I refused to try it. The teacher insisted and promised it was just a little taste. I said it was against my religion and that I would not finish the worksheet if I had to try coffee. I turned it in without tasting it and wrote something like probably bitter, but left the observation part empty. As a good student, oh. I was very upset that day. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... I have like two on that subject in high school so the same thing like I don't know if you guys did it in Utah but there were like certain classes you could take in high school where you would have summer reading or like you'd have to watch like certain films in the summer okay. to prepare you for the next class like the next year right right and so there was one year it was like for AP American history where we had to watch all these different films and it was like Glory and it was um, Schindler's List. And oh, yeah. I don't even remember, like three or four other ones. And they were all rated R. And I was like, I can't watch these because they're rated R. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought my teacher would be like, oh, okay, well, you know, good for you. And we'll make an exception. And she was just like, well, that's your choice. <laughs> well you're not gonna have background on any of this now exactly. <laughs> you're just shooting yourself in the foot because it's against your religion to watch this historical film <laughs> and I was just like so my high horse like I'm such a good example she's gonna like convert to Mormonism because I'm such a good example <laughs> your teacher was probably like little <laughs> Mormon okay <laughs> I know and then this is even cringier as well so I was on the soccer team and like Oh, God. The coach at one point made this, like, exercise where you could all, like, we we basically were running, I don't even remember, it was like, I don't know, a certain amount of miles we had to run, and then at the end of it, it was like, we huddled together, and he was like, you know what, I'm not your coach today, like, you guys can just, like, when you finish your last lap, like, yell out, like, whatever you want, if it's like, hell yeah, or shit I did it whatever you can just say it and everyone's like oh that's so cool and I was like I don't swear and I feel very uncomfortable with this so I'm not going to I'm dying and again I was like oh I'm gonna be a good example this is missionary work they're all gonna convert to Mormonism because of that one act of me not swearing oh they just what a loser <laughs> it's like you're one out to just be like fuck yeah I did it and you're just exactly. like no I won't I refuse <laughs> oh my god I love it this is just bringing me joy <clears throat> okay from username count Kolob says in fourth grade we had to do oral reports each month on historical figures I chose Joseph Smith and recounted the entire first vision with the no other churches are true part included. Oh. Oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being that teacher or being in that class? And so bad. Little fourth grader just gets up there and was like, yeah, this happened. I'm talking about Joseph Smith and how he saw Heavenly Father and Jesus. 
And then, like, saying it's the only true church. Oh, so cringy. Oh, my God. I love the the um, honesty of all of these Reddit posters. I just, it's, it's making me feel so seen because we've all done so much cringy stuff that it's I like, mean, oh, yeah, we were all this person. Like, we, we were all-, all that person. Like, almost every one of these minus the, the back zip popper one. <laughs> That's so like little tail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From username Straborisak, I think, says, I was in my thir- 30s at work in a professional engineering firm. My boss, who was the company owner, and I were looking over blueprints at a stand-up table. I mistakenly grabbed his coffee instead of my hot chocolate and then proceeded to spit it out back into the mug while he watched. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. That is like such commitment. I think even as a Mormon, I wouldn't have done that. I'd be like, oh, I'm too embarrassed to like spit it out. I just would keep drinking it. I think but I'd just is, swallow it. Yeah. That's like level of commitment there. Wow. Oh, I, I might have actual tears. Okay. <laughs> From username Vanilla Creek. I was at a non-Mormon wedding reception with friends. It was a dinner reception with excellent food choices, including prime rib. While eating the prime prime rib, what? <laughs> While eating the prime rib, which was to die for, I learned it was cooked in red wine. I didn't dare eat any more of my prime rib and carefully hid it under my napkin so no one would know or be offended at the food waste. In retrospect, I look back wanting to finish this delicious prime rib meal. Mormonism has a tendency to make life unenjoyable. (laughs) Oh, my God. Again, I feel like I could I can relate to all of these things like. Yep. Yep. Definitely did that. Same with um, things like not eating tiramisu or we've we've said it a lot a lot of people wouldn't eat coffee flavored ice cream things of that sort or things that just had a a name like that sounded like chino because it was too close to being coffee or whatever (laughs) Uh uh-huh I mean the coffee one but yeah the the cooking with wine the cooking with wine Mm -hmm. I would never I would I wouldn't eat any meal that was cooked in wine and living in Europe for like a few years being Mormon that made it very difficult if I went yeah yeah and it's it's ironic because the alcohol cooks out of it when you cook it but that's not the point to them it's it's the idea yeah it's the appearance of sin and it's all that convoluted bullshit (laughs) okay this is from username jerem2 says i was having sex with my now ex-wife and she said oh god and i stopped in the middle of it and told her not to take the lord's name in vain was on the floor I take it back that one's the winner that's how ingrained if you have never been Mormon I know it's it seems bizarre because you hear oh my god and that's just a just a, a term that everyone says but if you're Mormon that's the worst thing you can say that is that's worse than fuck. That's worse than any racial slur. If you say, oh, my God, you're taking the Lord's name in vain and it's a huge sin. But the idea that she could, she would say that while she's having pleasure and the man stops and says, yes, don't take I, like, I can't, I can't I, even fathom, like, <laughs> a poor woman in the middle of sex just, like, having her husband who's, like, 
pounding her to slowly just stop and just go, no, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Like I would be mortified as the Lord. I would just be like, I'm just never going to, I'm never going to make a sound again. And I would also like, I know we joke, but I would feel really like shut down. Like I I wouldn't, I would just be like, okay, well I feel embarrassed and like scolded by this like priesthood holder and yeah. like not righteous and the yeah it's giving it's triggering all kind of feelings at the moment such a um mood killer and then yeah like you said it's very almost like taking your priesthood authority and using it yeah. against oh oh yeah oh cringy okay <clears throat> from username bruce r mccuntley which love that <laughs> very creative Uh, It says, I kept a masturbation journal while on my mission. There, boom, I said it. I was ever determined to keep from masturbating and resorted to writing in a journal each time I fell from reaching that goal. The entries are really sad to read now because of how hard I came down on myself. No puns, no puns. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I didn't meet the expectations I set for myself due to being programmed by the church that masturbation was a dirty, dirty sin. Oh, that's so sad. It's so sad. And also, I can't imagine keeping that journal. I wouldn't, I feel like you wouldn't want to write it down and then have someone find it. I would be absolutely mortified. (laughs) We all know how my journals are. So imagine if I like recorded when I masturbated in those journals. Oh. Oh my God. I, you know, I messed up today. I hope I can be forgiven. P.S. The church is true. Wow. The church is true. (laughs) Wow, the church is true. Uh, <laughs> uh, please forgive me for flicking my bean. Wow, yes. the church is true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, also, okay. when did he have time to even master on They have, like, companions all the time, right? Like, right. A, and, all the time. Right, and they even put laminated <laughs> photos sometimes of Jesus or Joseph Smith or something in the shower to, like – prevent you from getting turned on and masturbating in the shower i think sometimes the showers are even timed you're not supposed to take too long in there yeah but also a picture of jesus like know your crowd that might be a turn on to some (laughs) some people some people like white mormon jesus (laughs) (laughs) okay here's the last one i pulled it's from username dallin h tokes 420 these people are so good with these names (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it says, when I was in seventh grade, I was in a geography history class. We were talking about where the oldest human skeletons were found, and the teacher asked if any of us knew where the first human skeletons came from. Without hesitation, I answered the question by shouting, Missouri! (laughs) The the teacher and the entire class proceeded to laugh at me for about five minutes. My teacher had never heard such a terribly false answer to that question before. (laughs) Oh, poor baby. I love it so much. That's where Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden in Jackson County, Missouri. Didn't she know that? (laughs) Me, like imagine like being oh I know poor like, little baby that. and then being like I'm confused that's a true answer why are they laughing oh, why are they laughing at me I was taught that at church oh boy 
So for mine, my, one of my cringy Mormon stories, I don't know if I've shared this on here before. Maybe I have, or maybe I've shared it on Patreon. I don't think so. So I was, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade and my stake was doing this project where it was like a video project and they were asking the um, the youth, like young women and young men, to tell stories of a time when they showed faith in in spite of adversity Mm -hmm. and I was chosen to share my story and they recorded it and then they compiled it and distributed it to everyone in our stake it was probably I don't know 30 minutes long and my story was in there well the story that I chose I was such a little bitch (laughs) I, I told a story about how Um, My parents were out of town and my aunt was staying with me and my brother to watch us. And it was Sunday and my aunt and brother didn't feel like going to church that day. So I got ready by myself and I walked to church by myself and I sat in sacrament meeting by myself and I exercised faith even though my brother and my aunt didn't go to church. And I sat there and I said that in that video that is recorded and is probably still at my parents' house somewhere. And that got distributed to the whole stake which if you don't know, is a whole bunch of different wards. And I was so self-righteous. I just threw my my aunt and my brother under the bus. <laughs> and I remember, I think he was offended. My brother was like, oh, way to go. And now everyone knows I chose not to go to church that one day. I and mean, the, I, Yeah, if I was your brother, I'd be like, well, Jesus, Katie, like, way to throw me under the bus. That is so shitty of me and I didn't think twice I just I just was proud of myself I got on there and was recorded and had my little my little pink outfit on and I was just being such a brat it's so cringy to look back on now the irony is is that my my aunt has since passed she was Mormon all the way up until her death and my brother is is actively Mormon and I'm not yet I was the little asshole (laughs) Like, I'm so righteous. I went to church all by myself, which, by the way, it wasn't that big of a deal. I grew up in Orem, Utah. It took me like five minutes to walk to church because there's so many. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it. So there's one oh of mine. <laughs> I love little self-righteous Katie. That is amazing. And also, if I were your aunt, I'd be like, that little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm surprised she didn't say more to me about it. She was so kind and loving, and I was just like, hey. <laughs> and I'm sure she just wanted to, like, watch movies with us and have, like, you know, some yummy f- treats at home. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going, going to church. church. <laughs> God. <sighs> so do you have any others that you That's would like to so share? Good. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. Um. I do. I have one that I know I haven't shared, but oh. it's, it's not as juicy. It's just like cringy and a bit sad. And then the okay. other one, I think I've already shared it before, but <clears throat> maybe not. And just in general with like, I think I shared the the Mormon, um, well, he's like an ex-Mormon um, Spanish guy in Berlin. So I've, I've told bits and pieces of the stories of him 
Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I think about it, and this was like recently, I'm not sure if I shared it on the podcast, not recently, like the last maybe four years. Um, I reached out to him after I left the church and just apologized because I was like, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that like I just try to convert you constantly to the church. Like I just was so open to bring you back to the church and to make you active that like, and and that was another example where I would lose my shit on him. Like get really angry when he wouldn't come to church, if he said he was going to come to church and I'd be like, well, you didn't show up to church. Like, why didn't you come? And it was just like, so like he honestly just needed a friend and I just took full advantage. Like I couldn't see like our friendship or the fact that I really liked him. It was just, I fixated on the fact that he used to be Mormon. He went through the temple and I had to bring him back. Like I yeah. had to bring him back to the church. So I, oh mean, my God. I won't go into like specific stories. Cause I think I've told them all within the podcast at some point, but it was a huge collection of like, I am embarrassed. Um, but then, oh. I guess like the most recent one I can think of is um, when I was at home this last time uh, over Thanksgiving, I was clearing out some of the stuff in my parents' house and I found some old letters and one was that it was so sweet. So I had like a really, really, really close relationship with my grandparents on my mom's side. And when my grandmother passed away, my mom like went through her stuff and she had saved all the le- like all the letters I had ever sent her, which if anyone knows me, my love language is, of course, writing. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I do. I love little little notes and, like, writing little messages or cards. Like, anytime someone writes me, like, a handwritten card or note, I'm just, like, the happiest person ever. So I used to do that. And I would send my grandmother letters, and she would send me letters back. And especially when I lived in Utah, we would write letters to each other. And <clears throat> I found one of the letters I had written her. It was so cringy. Like I opened it and I was like, oh, this is going to be like a good memory. And I'm like excited to read what I wrote her. And it's going to make me emotional. Instead of emotional, I was just so embarrassed because it was like, dear grandma, hope you're doing well, blah, 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 blah. I was just reading my scriptures and I thought of you and I thought I need to bear my testimony to you. Oh, no. I bore my testimony in this letter to my cute, sweet Southern Baptist grandmother who was not Mormon. Like, <laughs> oh no. So embarrassing. And I just remember thinking, like, oh my God, why couldn't I have just written her a lovely letter being like, hey, grandma, how are you? Miss you, love you, bye. Not right. to bear you the t- a test- my testimony because the Holy Ghost prompted me while I was in my scripture study. And, uh, you me- know, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, you loved her and you were taught that you needed to, you, if you wanted to be in heaven with her, that she needed to be Mormon. So it's it's yeah, you were doing the fun. best you could, but that is, that is cringy. Oh, it's so cringy. and I just, I just, my grandmother was the most wonderful human being ever. So I know she would never, like, she would always just like, oh, she would say in a Southern accent, Sarah, that was so sweet. Thank oh. you. But I know, yeah. like, now being an ex-Morbid, like, she's probably thinking, like, oh, man. Here we go again. <laughs> my granddaughter is such a weird little Mormon fuck. That's fine. <laughs> like, I still, I still love her. her. <laughs> I still love her. I'll still make her a hummingbird cake every time she comes oh. to visit me. But yeah. She won't drink my sweet tea. She won't drink my sweet tea. She won't have my coffee in the morning, but that's fine. 
It, it is. Just, she believes that weird Book of Mormon stuff. She won't wear my crosses, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> she won't wear my crosses. It's so true. I wear that. You know what? When you were saying letters, that actually sparked a memory for me. That's oh my god, it's really cringy. I have. I, on one side of my family, I have a bunch of cousins that are older than me, and they're all guys. They're all men. And only one of them went on a mission. And the other two that were, they're all like close in age. One went on a mission, and the other two, one went into the Navy, and one went into the Army. Mm-hmm. And I, oh my God, I remember I wrote a letter to my. <laughs> My cousin that was on a mission and I told him that I was so proud of him because he made the right decision, unlike my other cousins. Oh, my God. It is so embarrassing. The shade. Like, I can't believe I wrote that. I was such a little brat. And I I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 at the time. So I was in my brat phase, apparently, when I was 12, 13. I was doing all the bratty shit. But see, the irony, too, is that now he's the ultimate asshole like he's the one who told me that if I got my nose pierced it would be like as if I was doing heroin remember that yes I was it's that same one yeah so anyway it's just like oh my god the shit I said and did when I was a Mormon I feel so bad for it now and I loved reading those stories because I was like okay we've all We've all done at least something or said something that was so, so, so cringy. And it's like, okay, now we can recognize that we did that and we can make apologies if needs be and make reparations and then be better because holy shit, that was a time in our lives. Exactly. That's (laughs) all we can do. We can just make fun of it, laugh about it and be like, so sorry for everything we said and did while being Mormon. Yeah. So sorry. Oh, what a gym. Thank you for um, <laughs> taking me on that wild trip. Um, loved it. Also, I will never, ever look at a back zit the same way again. <laughs> I've just so. sexualized back zits for all of our listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's amazing. Oh, that's, that's so great. Good. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.